It's time for Romer's with Chuck and Todd. Alright, squeeze the lever, flip the switch, push the button. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 71. I'm Chuck. And I'm Sophie. We're going to be talking about motorcycles and Skylander or something. What's this, What's the game you play? Skylander. Skylanders? Yeah, that's your new favorite game. All right. Well, Sophie is sitting in with me tonight. Todd is out on baby duty. Duty. <laughs> okay, we've got actually a shorter kind of show tonight since Todd's out. I'm going to be turning on Skype here in a moment and see if anyone's out there to uh, call in and say... What is this cute computer for? Uh, that's sort of a backup computer. Sophie is uh, getting comfortable in, in the wheeled nerd co-pilot chair. Do you want to ride on it? Mm-hmm. Did you just pick your nose and <laughs> eat it? Oh, God. That's horrible. Don't love that. Okay, I will. And I pick my nose and I eat my boogie. I just told him. Yeah, you just told him. Oh, God. <sighs> yes. What? Nothing. Hey, Chuck. How are you? Hi. Stephanie, you have an awfully deep voice. Yeah, well, I got a cold. <laughs> No, this is Stephanie's husband, Eric. Eric! Hi. Sophie, you want to put your headphones back on? No. No? I'm just going to listen to yours. You're going to try to listen through mine? Okay. Sophie doesn't want to talk to me? Do you want to talk? No, I heard him. Yeah? No, I don't want to talk. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk. She's coming on the uh, hat for the Triumph there. Uh, You know, it's going all right. I've been talking to Claude. And the dude is very serious about, you know, when he does a custom job, it's all custom work. So it's we're going back and forth about what we want the, the sidecar to do, what options we can have. My big idea is to try to make it baby seat compatible so I can strap Sophie in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to talk like roll bar and stuff. And, you know, it's still got to look cool so I can, you know, get all the girls. Right, right. So uh, how long have been? process is that then he's talking like he'd be ready to pick up about may which which is good for me because it's like one degree here right and there's snow and ice and it sucks so bad right well you know it's three wheels you can't fall down yeah i can't fall down but man it's really cold (laughs) (laughs) what do you ride i got a great big old 2000 concourse Ooh. i've got an old 81 yamaha 650 okay but, uh, yeah, that 650 is kind of a project thing that's not going anywhere. Do you it's, know what that is? No. No? It's a big motorcycle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if he can hear you from over there. I can. Oh, okay. It's red, not blue. Well, I, I would want a purple bike. You want a purple one? Oh, that's older. There's purple bikes. Well, you know, the, the sidecar is going to be black. I want the purple. I, I don't know if I can do a purple bike. <laughs> So are you doing big trips with the Connie this year? Um, we're talking about doing either the Alphabet Roads in Wisconsin or head down to Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't know if there's much to see in Ohio except Ohio people. But Someone else is calling. Let's see if I can. Hello. Cool. Okay, so now I've got two people on the line. We've got oh. Andrew and Eric. 
and Eric. That's, hey, I remembered that. My Hi, Eric. Hey, Andrew. How are you? Um, it's cold here. Oh, who's that? That sounded not like a dog. That's Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hello. <laughs> Andrew is uh, our, our small bike guy. Yeah, he's that wacko that went all the way to South America. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to start signing things. And you got like a smaller bike now, didn't you? No, I still have a, the 250. It's getting new head bearings. That actually should be picking it up soon. It had a whole list of stuff done to it, but they called me earlier this week to say that they were the worst head bearings that they'd ever seen in the history of my mechanic. <laughs> they doing all that work with the jackknife too or not? What? Are they doing all that work with a jackknife too or is this Is real? it a, maybe a rock? I don't actually know what they're using. They said they had some kind of special tool. I'm guessing it's a sledgehammer and a piece of flint. <laughs> no, they got new It's a rock. New electric power. Rock. What do you think it is, Sophie? It's a rock. Yeah, it's a rock. They're hitting it with a rock over yeah. and over and over. They're hitting it with a hammer with two hammers, and everybody has two hammers go like, blam, blam, blam. <laughs> That's essentially how that bike is being fixed. That's sure. uh, Since, uh, you know, I'm the color guy on the show, I had to bring Sophie in to be the technical expertise. Well, she's doing fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was there technical expertise on this show before? Because I <laughs> yes, I haven't listened to the latest podcast. Maybe it's maybe it's a new thing. Now you guys have started this year. So ouch. Oh, it's the suggestion for a next guest. A technical expert? Yeah. No, no, that would just that would... or Sophie. You'd fall asleep. Well, either one. So uh, Eric, you were saying you got some uh, rallies you were you were thinking of doing. No, we're just me and a few guys are going to uh, oh, okay. head out to Wisconsin and check it out there a little bit for a while. Andrew, where are you going to break down next? Well, I'm in Wisconsin now. My bike is being fixed. I'm hoping to do the Moonshine Lunk Run, maybe. Okay. And have you ever heard of that? It's, no, I haven't. Uh, Moonshine is a, a, well, it's kind of a barn in absolutely flatland Illinois. And they have a, you have to Google it. I can send you a link. But the Moonshine Lunch Run is a event they have in the spring where motorcyclists from all over North America ride to this little barn and get a burger and then leave. Yeah. It's a good time. You have, to, you have to trust me on that one. There's camping and burgers. Yay! It's the, one you used to, it's the orange one you used to have and Seth, you sold it. Yeah, that is the orange one I used to have before I sold it. Mm-hmm. Did you like the orange one better? Did you like my Buell? Because it had that sticker with us. Oh, you, you like this, the sticky sticker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't put any new stickers on the bikes yet, so. She misses the Buell. I miss the Buell. Eh, you don't Why did you sell it? What? Why did you sell it, dude? Well, because it didn't run very well. <laughs> Remember how it kept breaking down and Daddy would say very bad words? Uh-huh. That's not really a reason to get rid of a motorcycle. I mean, people have triumphs. <laughs> hey, my triumph runs very well. Yes. Yeah, you tell him. Say, you're wrong, dude. You're wrong, dude. I suppose comparing to the Buell, it's, I'm sure it's just fine. Wait, which one of us in this conversation has a bike in the shop? Yeah, yeah just having maintenance work done on it, bearing replacing. Right. Wasn't it in the shop the last time like we that. talked to you? The first, I mean, when you were yeah, first. that was that was for the top end rebuild, but that's all better now. It's it's all <laughs> fine. What's the furthest you took the Buell without it blowing up? Uh, blowing up. Uh, you know the whole big um, 
that whole trip I first trip I did with Todd, it didn't blow up. And that was up into Wyoming. Okay, and Andrew, how far did you go without blowing up? Um twenty five thousand miles twenty five thousand miles or so. Shut up. Oh, okay. Shut up. Hey, you know better than that dude. I know. <laughs> I can't say that. You know better. Why are you hitting me? Ow. <laughs> Don't beat your daddy, that's rude. Don't pay attention to daddy or anything he does. Good advice. Good advice. Do as he says, not as he does. You know, my dad used to say that. It didn't work right. very well. Right, well, maybe it'll work better now. Yeah, don't punch me in the face. <laughs> not my face. I punched you in the well, arm. Well, yeah, but you were aiming for my face. Punch okay? No, punch is not okay. No. Ow, no, stop it. Get off of me. No. Get off of me. No. I think you guys have a whole new segment for your show. Sophie comes in and beats the two of you up. This is very unprofessional, Sophie. We're on the air with two people. But that's got to have video, though. We've got to. We, we have that to, is true. We need to have video. We have to it ask guests interesting questions. You have a question for our guests? So, Eric, where were you going in Wisconsin? <laughs> I can't uh, I eat my boogies then. We're looking at the alphabet roads. What a good choice. Wait, are you the one who started that thread on sporttouring.net? I'm in the group. Okay. Yeah. What are the alphabet roads? Um, Wisconsin designates their county highways with letters. Oh. So you have, in, especially in the, the Driftless section, their Drumlins, which is the southwestern part of the state that didn't get smooshed back by glaciers, all these cool little twisty two-lane roads None of which are state highways, so they're all county roads, and we just call them the alphabet roads. Oh. And I say a bug in real words. So are we looking at uh, four days enough to do that? Because I think we're looking at a day out, two days putzing around, and then a day back. Sure. It's kind of like, can you go down and ride around in the Smokies for two days? I mean, yeah, you'll have a good time, but there's always, always going to be more to see. Right. Hmm. If you go to the... uh, Region 4 section on sportdouring.net, someone just started asking about exploring the alphabet roads, and there's a lot of discussion of what to go and see and crossing over into Iowa and Minnesota and looking at roads over there, and good restaurants and places to stay. Right. And if you have some off-roadiness, the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail runs through there on its way from up to uh, Lake Superior. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much off-roadiness. Okay. Of <laughs> course, I don't do so good. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. It's got a lot. It is, yeah. it is a very pretty part of the state. People say it's the best riding between um, the Dragon and the Rockies. Yeah, so we got a thread going for um, Hocking Hills, too, out in southeast yeah, Ohio, and that's not getting near as much love. So yeah. I think probably going to end up out in Wisconsin. Is there more interesting things than dragons? (laughs) Are there more interesting things than dragons? I've been to that area a lot. I have a very good friend who lives in northern Georgia, and I visit her once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. And um, the dragon is kind of between her and I, and I have to say that of all the roads in the area, the dragon probably would not make my top ten. Wouldn't it? Really? What about the? It's a, it's a good road. It's a great road. There are so many good roads around there, and roads that 
aren't as crowded or controlled or anything else. He he says all the other roads are more interesting than a dragon. What about the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway? (laughs) Pretty, but slow, and there are a lot of cops on it, and there's not another place to stop. You can use it to go from one place to another. Mm -hmm. It's got some good photo places, but if you're looking to, you know, kind of carve corners... Oh, that was loud. That is not the road you want to be on. It's so very I'm, heavy control. I'm planning to do a trip from Pennsylvania to Utah. I'm just kind of glancing at the map. And it'll be with a hack. You got any uh, suggestions for something I should hit? <laughs> Between Pennsylvania and Utah on a hack? Mm-hmm. So you taking six months off or what? <laughs> yeah. Is this is this the Euro? Because we can get you a list of dealers. No, this won't be a Euro. I'm going to put a sidecar on a Triumph Thruxton. There's more things than robots. I've heard words. You know that Pennsylvania is out on this side, right? Yeah, I'm looking at that map. It's pretty far. Well, you know, if you go on ADD yeah. in there in the hacks robots. page, the hack vendors, Claude's got There's a picture. More things than robots. Of a of a sidecar yeah. on a Triumph Bonneville, I think it's a Bonnie. And you can uh, put a sidecar on anything, really. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking of doing with the Thruxton is putting uh, his what's he call it the Bullet Freedom. I think it's a pretty kind of a retro looking vibe. Uh, Smaller one, it's not very heavy. Yeah. And, you know, it's got a bigger my, – my Thruxton's yeah, got a bigger motor than the Ural. Yeah, that's my helmet. Don't drop it. Yeah, she know. could drop that one. It's it's an old retired one. Uh-huh. I, I only wear that one when I play video games. Well, I'm guessing you're not looking for twisty, curvy roads on your sidecar rig, which is good because there really aren't that many between Pennsylvania and Utah. Yeah, St. Louis is good. They have excellent donuts, and the Arch is a good time, and barbecue ribs. Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City is good. There's an awesome air and space museum in a town called Hutchington, Kansas, which is like right in the middle of Kansas, and it's tucked in like a little subdivision, but it's actually a branch of the Smithsonian, and the actual Apollo 13 command capsule is there. Oh, nice. As well as probably the best collection of Soviet-era cosmonaut stuff anywhere in the U.S. Because it's because it Nixon's personal collection he donated. He put it all there. Then you have all the cool, cool national park stuff you can go up into the Badlands. Cool. And then cut across see Jasper and stuff like that. I think I could go up into Wisconsin and throw myself you know, at Eric Buell's feet. Because that, that sounds like a, a pretty good idea. Beg beg him up, you know, for scraps. He, he's a nice guy. He might actually set you up with that kind of thing. I That's what I hear. He's a great guy. I would love, like, uh, a new Ulysses. <laughs> when were you doing this? Uh, you're not going to get a new Ulysses, but you can get – they have those new – I've seen a few of them here at various black shows. Oh, the 1190s? Yeah. They look really fast. They're like 45 grand. Ooh. Well, he yeah. probably won't give you one of those for free, but he might give you like a seat cushion off one of them. <laughs> Have you seen the seat cushion of that bike? Yeah, there really is one. That's why I think he might be willing to park one. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little foam pad. It's uh, it's a bit much. This will probably be May, June time frame. So I get 
Claude and I agree on the design. He's got to build it. And uh, then I got. I'm gonna take the bike out there and he'll bolt it up. How do you move the mouse? You grabbed the mouse. Uh, thank you. Uh oh. What? Check it out. Go feed it cheese. It will get fat and not work anymore. You don't don't feed it cheese, Sophie. Nothing. So I got a question for both of you guys. Ow! Is there anything about 2013 for motorcycle is that's like capturing your imagination or exciting you? Go ahead, Eric. You call first. Yeah. Well, you take a stab. And Andrew talks too much. I can't do anything yeah. new, but what's got me going now is uh, trying yeah, to track down a decent dual sport for me and my kid to putz around on. He's getting old enough now where we can at least hit some of the dirt trails and stuff around here. So I want to see if I can get myself injured out on the dirt somewhere. Nice. You want to get like a little, uh, what is it, the DRs? I would love like a DR400 or KLX400 or something, but... That's what I can find when it uh, paws out a little bit here. Has your son ridden before? No, he's had a little 70 for a while. It's time to move him up to something. But, you know, not doing anything crazy, but it'd be nice to, you know, just putz around more than on the yard. Mm -hmm. So a little dual sports. What about you, Andrew? Um, I'm excited to see all the little bikes everyone has come out with. It's weird, isn't it? Everyone is coming out with like 250s or 500s. I know. Honda came out with a whole slew of like awesome, and the XT 250 got a complete redo from Yamaha this year. And right, uh, Suzuki's got their new uh, yeah. TUTW. Yeah. Kawasaki's got the 300. Hey, it's yeah, the new the new Ninja with ABS. Yeah, yeah, I I. Uh... I don't know. I love it, but I'm I'm just like, what are they all noticing that that I didn't, you know, I didn't really notice anything over the past couple of years that all of a sudden everyone is jumping in with these 250s. Well, anywhere that's not the U.S., small bikes are still selling really, really, really well. Well, yeah, yeah. But here, oh, bye, Sophie. I'll be right back. Bye, Sophie. She says she'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, everywhere else in the world it's a big deal, but here it's bikes are such a recreational thing, you know. Well, yeah, but I guess our gas prices maybe there's a big uptake, and um, the small used bike market has really heated over the last few years. Maybe you noticed that. I mean, you used to be able to not go to a swap meet and not be able to just fall over CB 160s everywhere. You know, you could. Basically, walk away with them for free, and now you know they're going for what restored bikes almost used to go for. It's just insane. Hey, Eric, how old is your son? He is going to be 11. 11, okay, so he's too young for 250 yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he's fine, he's not there yet. But, um, but I gotta get going, guys. I got some children issues over here, too. So, uh, oh, okay, well, thanks for calling in. <laughs> you betcha. Talk to you later. Bye, Eric. Hey, see ya. Say bye, Eric. Bye, Eric. Okay. Bye, Sophie. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Bye. Bye. Later. Uh, let's see if I can. Hopefully, I don't hang up on both. Uh, <laughs> Why are you gone? I am bad at computers.
Uh, uh, when one person is making a Skype call, they just hang up themselves and disappear. When you hang up yourself, it means you hang up yourself. Can I have some? Yeah, you can have some. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Hi, Chris. Yes, this is Chris. Hey, man, how you doing? Thanks for... Pretty good, streaking a red hook and watching some Big Bang. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can make more jokes, but my four-year-old is sitting right next to me, so... <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> also got Andrew here, of, of little little bike guy. He's the little guy with the little bikes and stuff, little... Little... <laughs> Indians, little... I don't exactly know what you're saying at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's your, what was your name? I'm sorry, I missed that. That was this is Christopher. Yeah, Chris. yeah and then like the new BMW R twelve hundred GS. I mean, uh, oh, the new water cooled thing. Yeah. Yeah, it I shoots mean, water. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a Concourse, and I'm thinking about moving, getting rid of that, and getting it uh, the new BMW because it has the cruise control and the other amenities behind it. You're not like your Connie anymore. I mean, it's, it's all right, but to me. It can be like 60 miles, over 60 miles one way, and it'd be nice to have something with some cruise control on it. You could uh, mount a, a cruise control. I put a Vista Cruise on the um, Versus, and that works pretty well. Is it one of those ones that clip on and just holds the throttle? Yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's almost like sticking a rubber band in there to hold the throttle, but it's it's got a little bit of a mechanical element, so it's easy to turn on and off. How does that work going up and down hills? Because I got quite a few hills, believe it or not, up in you know north of Amarillo to go go on. So oh, slow down and stuff. <laughs> it holds the throttle constant, so if you're going up and down hills, yeah, that's that could be a thing. I mean, it's a great bike and it's a lot of fun, and it just yeah, I mean, I. I gotta really watch my speed because uh, I get like a ticket like two or three times a year. Have you considered a Ural? Ural. Thought about that, but uh, I think that'd be a little bit slow. You'd have no speed <laughs> issues at all. He did mention he had to get uphill, so I don't know if that could work for him. <laughs> he didn't say how fast he had to go up those hills. <laughs> Well, it's like I seven. Think have a new GS twelve hundred head cruise control. That's uh. Uh, let's see. That one has a cruise control. I think. I want to say the Ex- Triumph Explorer has cruise control because it's yeah. a fly. It's a flyby wire. Did you ride that, or did uh, Todd ride that? The the, the Explorer. Yeah. I have not had a chance to ride one of those. Um, neither of us has. Uh, I rode the uh, Yamaha Super Tenere, and. Um, a GS. How'd you like the GS? Did you like it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a big, big plush kind of bike. It's really cool. Okay. I had the same problem with the GS that I had with the uh, the Explorer. Just from sitting on it, is they're so big, it just feels like you're uh, just this side of almost being in a car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the Tenere didn't quite have, didn't have that kind of feel to it, but it was a big bike too. That's why I ended up buying a, a smaller bike like, uh, a Versus. Yeah. And actually Andrew kind of influenced that decision too, even though I wasn't willing to quite step down as far as he was <laughs> pushed. I read my son's uh, 650 Ninja and that's a really sweet motor. Yeah. That's, that's the same motor in, in the Versus. 
It's a lot of yeah. fun, you know. I'm like 220, and so that thing can lug my fat ass around pretty good. So it, that bike wants to, <laughs> you know, the Versus or the Ninja with that motor. It just they want to misbehave. It's you can just row through the gears and have so much fun. And that's why that's what I'm gonna do with my son's uh, 16 Ninja. Just get on in the weekends, and when I don't feel like dra- dragging out the Connie out, and just you know, I just want something that's more flickable, and you know, that you can you know sling in the corners and stuff. And yes, I understand. How old's your son? He's uh he's seventeen right now. So wait, back up. You got a seventeen year old boy. <laughs> yeah. With a six fifteen ninja. How much life insurance have you put on him? <laughs> None. He's a he's a he's a better rider than he is uh than he can drive a car. So Okay. He, but he totaled out his Acura within one month of having his license. So you put him on a motorcycle. <laughs> He started off on a Ninja 250. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie, you cannot ever do this. All the things he's saying, no. How long is he? Are they Acura or the riding Ninja bikes? Uh, He got the Acura. He barely just. He had the he got his license last November and uh, he's been riding six months and you put him on a Ninja six fifty? No, he's been riding since he's oh. fifteen. He's been riding since he's fifteen, so he's been riding for about two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm going to ask you to remain on the line while I call Child Protective Services. <laughs> I'm telling so you. So how, how long was he on the two? How long was he on the two fifty before you moved him up? Um, about a year and a half. On the 250. Oh, so he just got he just got the bigger bike. Yeah. And yeah. whereabouts in the country are you? Amarillo, Texas. Oh, so you're around riding mostly, sort of. Yeah. 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 Okay. A couple of weeks we can't ride probably. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of riding time if he doesn't have a car. Does he have a gun rack on the Ninja? No, 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 no gun rack. No, he's. Well, the funny thing about it is it took him four times to pass his driving test for the Acura. <laughs> And then one time for the for the ninja to get his license with that. <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> I'm just trying to give him the experience I didn't have as a kid. You know what I mean? You know, the parents that wouldn't let you have a bike, you know, yeah. like, oh, you're going to kill yourself, you're going to kill yourself, you know? Here, have a bike. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so who picked out the ninja? He did. Okay. Who paid for the Ninja? Oh, I'm paying for it. Okay. Does he want to move up yet? No. No, No, he's happy with the Ninja right now? Yeah, he's real happy with it. Is he picking up girls with it? Um, No, not yet. No. They're they're like, uh, I think the parents are kind of scared for him to take their daughter for a ride on the bike. So... Right, right. So he's got to roll up like Vanilla Ice did in that old movie from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's kind of a hipster, though. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> oh, my God. You could have got him like a like a, a scrambler, maybe, or, you know, uh, a Nighthawk. You, you gave him a Ninja 6. <laughs> yeah. That, and... And no insurance. You need to insure him for millions of dollars. Well, he rode it. We we rode uh, this last summer. We rode from Amarillo all the way down to El Paso, which is a little over eight hours. Okay. 
and back. I mean, it was a pretty good ride. He did a good job. That's pretty cool that you can. Oh, hi, Soph. What's up? <laughs> Are you coming in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sophie's moving in now. <laughs> Push the. Oh. You're stuck. There we go. Sophie, you cannot have this as an object lesson for you. What? I'm having a hard enough time convincing your mother to let you <laughs> ride in a sidecar. <laughs> That's a good learning experience for him. I mean, come on. <laughs> so has he laid it? Has he has he crashed a bike, gone down, laid it down, scraped? Anything? No, he had a parking lot mishap in Roswell on the way back. Were there, a, were there aliens? Yeah, there's a lot of aliens over there. So cool. No probing, though. It was just at Arby's, okay? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they come in the parking lot, and it was a is a slow speed turn into the parking lot. You know, he's, he is in the parking lot already. And then he, I don't know, I think he tapped his rear brake and it just fell over. That was it, you know. I've done that. I did that my first week in the parking lot. A car just came out of nowhere. I mean, why would they they... do that? Yeah. In a parking lot. I mean, come on, who expects that? (laughs) Yeah. But there's no cars in the parking lot. There's nobody in the parking lot. It was just us pulling into the parking lot. He just like dumps it right there. (laughs) Okay, Sophie. Aliens. Yes, aliens. (laughs) Okay. Wow. That's so. Do you guys wear helmets, safety gear, or you just throw them out there? Okay. Corona tank tops, flip flops, backward baseball cap. No, 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 no billies here. No. Oh wait, he's a hipster. You said so. He's wearing skinny jeans. Yeah, he's wearing skinny jeans with the AGV boots and the Alpine the riding jacket. And he has like a, a hippie's uh, oh icon helmet. Oh, you like know? the open face helmet? No, 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 no. Oh. It's a full face helmet. It's, uh, it's like live fast type thing. He has the old seventies type. Live fast, die young. Yeah, that's that's the helmet yeah, yeah. I want my kid to wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, insurance isn't cheap. I'll tell you that much on that. So. Gee. <laughs> I can imagine your agent. What's that? You have a 17-year-old boy you want to insure for a Ninja 600? All right, hold on a second. I got to look at this boat catalog. Hey, that's a pretty good rate. $1,100 isn't bad. That's not bad. For a year or? I was going to say monthly. For a year. Wow, that's really good. That's actually not bad. Yeah, yeah especially, in, and that's after the car crash was accounted for and stuff, or was that reported? Yeah, that was reported, yeah. And it's 1100 a year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought everything's supposed to be bigger in Texas. No, not the premium. No, no, no. Of course, I had to keep two different uh, policies because uh, when I had that Ducati Sport 1000S, I had to keep two separate policies because they thought he was going to ride that. There's no way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're late. You're late. What what happened was, you know, you're letting a 17 year old ride a ninja. They just don't trust you anymore. They're questioning your decision-making. I know. I need to quit drinking if you want to look at these things. <laughs> There's a Ducati involved. Yeah, that kid's totally going to grab that. Yeah. Even if he but, says he's not. Remember this, when we had Florian on the show and he was talking about stealing the bike? <laughs> not stealing, borrowing the bike. But I got rid of that Ducati, though. That's why I, I sold the Ducati and got the, 
the concourse because I do a lot of long distance riding, commuting to work. To get to any mountains or any decent roads to ride on, you got to ride like 200 miles in one direction. So you got any big trips planned for deer? Uh, I plan on heading down south to the Texas Hill Country. Oh. Um, the Three Sisters, they have that down south of Kerrville. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going up to uh, Santa Fe, then Taos, and then the back way up to Colorado. So I have that that trip planned right there. But, uh, Very nice. I was thinking about doing an iron butt, that 1,500-mile uh, loop. Yeah, I'm looking at that later on. If you if you go through Colorado, hit Durango, do the Silverton Loop. Oh, I want to check that out, yeah. That I've is been, a beautiful ride. I've been up to Farmington, but I've never been up to Durango, though. Yeah, it's a great little – I mean, it's very touristy, Durango, Silverton, Ure, but it's that, that loop is worth it. Million-dollar highway, I think, to 550. Yeah, the roads are nice. Yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah, except for the, the Native Americans pulling out into the road like five miles an hour, you know. <laughs> Uh, only when they see Texans. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true that. If you just leave the ten gallon hat at home, you'll be cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, I don't I don't wear a ten gallon hat, man. I wear like a, a pub cap, you know what I mean? So kinda of like uh Andy cap over here in Amarillo. So I'm like I'm I'm thinking I'm, I'll get one of those big foam fifty gallon <laughs> hats and hot glue it to my helmet. I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm so going to do that. I got to write that down. Yeah, with the GoPro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little hole cut in the front so the GoPro can shoot out. Oh, man, that'd be great. It'll be pink. It'd come down to the big Texas. With the star on the front. You got to have the star on the front. I'm sure no one in Texas will kill me. No, 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 no way. You come down to the big Texas and eat that 72 ounce steak. Yeah, I do want to do that. They got a brewery over there, too. I don't know how the beer is, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to do the big steak challenge, except I don't eat shrimp. And that's part of the, the challenge. No shrimp? Mm. You got to do the, the shrimp cocktail, and I just I won't do that. Yeah, it'd be kind of rough. Do you have any big trips planned this year? Uh, you know, I'm uh, the one I know for sure I want to do is, well, I'm probably not want to do, but doing is I'm going out to Pennsylvania to pick up a sidecar conversion for my Triumph and riding it back to Utah. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I think it'll be fun. Assuming I don't take the sidecar off the side of a cliff or something. I don't know. Todd, Todd puts negative thoughts into my mind about it. <laughs> I was, I was thinking about the Ural until Todd started talking about the how much you really have to work at riding the Ural. I mean, it just sounds like this exhausting to go. Andrew, you've got one, right? I do have a Ural. I have ridden other sidecar rigs. They do require actual physical work to make them go where you want them to go. But you kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. I test rode the Ural, and it, you are a lot more physically involved, but it was – you know, that, that's actually – I had this discussion with one of my riding friends He uh, who hasn't ridden a sidecar rig. And he's like, I just don't see it because, you know, you got three wheels. You can't lean. You know, I'm, I want to wail around corners. And the way I told – what I told him was, you know, you go from a car to a two-wheel bike and you feel so much more connected to the machine and to the whole riding experience. Yeah. Going from that – to the sidecar rig it's that same kind of transition because the euro i was on was really kind of 
it kind of had like a mind of its own. It kept wanting to, I kept, you know, I had to be really there controlling the rig. I don't know if that was just the, the demo I was on or if that's, Todd made it sound like that was pretty much how all the Urals were. Well, they do just one yeah. straight. They, they, you have to pay attention or they tend to want to boss you off. Yeah, they kind of wander, I guess. Mm. Not exactly wander, but kind of wiggle. I, I guess almost it's like maybe like riding a horse or sailing a boat where you're kind of controlling it or kind of giving it suggestions. Yeah. Uh, but you felt much – I felt a lot more kind of connected to the whole experience. And when I took around you – know, when I did the right-hand corner and the tub went up in the air with my friend in it, oh, that was so cool. <laughs> that made it worth it alone. That was – he's flipping me off the whole time. Oh, it's fantastic. So what do you do when you yeah. don't have – you just throw a bunch of weights in the sidecar or just – Yeah, you throw ballast, yeah. Yeah. Uncle. Or, you know, you just uh, – I mean, tip flying the tub is, from what I gather, pretty run-of-the-mill. Mm-hmm. Todd does it. Yeah, I used to jump over curbs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're cutting a, when you're cutting a corner, you make a right-hand turn, you know, the, the sidewalk is there with the curb. You just kind of float the chair over the curb on the sidewalk. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's and I drifted on the left-hand curbs. And that was fun. So yeah. very different experience, but it's uh, saying the bike does not lean isn't isn't entirely accurate. Oh, that's wild right there. I was thinking about one of those because uh, we've got, of course, there's tons of dirt roads around here. You can just ride on dirt roads for miles and miles and cross over a main blacktop and then, you know, hit more dirt road and go to New Mexico, you know, which is which is a lot of fun. I did that on the KLR, which I know how you feel about KLRs, but, you know. It's... KLRs are great bikes. I just, you know, they've got a great personality. It's like a Ford Tempo. Of, of most <laughs> things, you know what I mean? Just... The, the KLR guys love them. Um, the, for what they are, they're great bikes. You know, it's they're they're like the girl with the great personality. <laughs> Until the Versus and the the DR650 got its latest revision, they were really the only mid-size dual sport adventure bike that you could take and drive around the country on. Really. Hmm. I'm thinking yeah. I might do a 19-inch wheel on the Versus. You're going to do the conversion on there? I'm thinking about it. I, I don't know how serious I am about it. you going to go spokes all the way around or just uh... – uh, I'd like to do spokes, but I don't want to do tubes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Why? Uh, I, I've seen the, the ways to repair tubes, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I can't argue with that. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like the carbs versus fuel injection thing for me. You know, it's we have the technology. We we can do tubeless tires on a on a spoked rim. You, you know, give me that. <laughs> Save me that kind of trouble. What's his name? Uh, wrote the writes the adventure motorcycle handbook. Uh, Chris Scott. And his newest version, he talks about wanting to do tubeless spoked rims. On his blog, he talks about taking regular spoked rims and doing that thing with the uh, the inner rubber. It's almost like a mini inner tube that seals the spokes off from the rest of the tire. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he seems to like that idea. 
he's had some success with it. Yeah, I changed out the the tire on my KLR a few times, and that was a pain in the ass, man. It's just like. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the technology of you know tubeless tires. They I, I I agree because you know you, some of the forums and some of the blogs and stuff you hear about you know the purists they want to you know well that's fuel injected this versus carb and it's vintage and it's not and that's like mm. so what you know I like I like the convenience of not having to hit a choke or yes anything like that. You know? I mean for me the biggest thing is everyone's like well you know. Once you learn it, once you practice doing the tube tire is, is no big deal. Here, watch the hundred or so videos that have been prepared to help you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's a trap. Yeah. You want me to suffer too. Well, it's like that. I think flat t- I, I've done flat, flat tires on tubes and flat tires on tubeless. Mm-hmm. I will always say that fixing a flat tire, just the puncture on a tubeless tire is way way easier but any kind of a tear and you're gonna wish you had the tube well how much you can't pack yeah you can't what's the what's the likelihood of a tear i guess it really depends on where you go riding no you're gonna pull the hardcore on me aren't you (laughs) (laughs) tell me again how the 2500,000 kilometers to the tip of south america (laughs) tell me again how the cannibals were chasing you down the mile they got a moab (laughs) Yeah, if you go to if you go to Moab, there are some rocks. Even up in Alaska, some of the roads up there that are paved have got some sharp corners to them and can do more than just put a hole. I mean, so you I, do like the two gummy, two gummy worm thing to see if that that'll work sometimes. But. I guess you know it's it sort of comes to you know the the level of risk you're you're willing to take because at some always. point there's always something that can happen to the bike that you you know. It just you can't fix you whether it's tubeless, whether you're carved, whether you're on a pedal bike, something can happen. Yeah, you know. like I was up in Colorado for nine months and I had a KLR up there, and a friend of mine told me about some trails uh, just around by Estes Park. And so I'm going up the trail, and it's, it was hairy on that big KLR. I was like, holy crap, there's no way I'm gonna go up here. You gotta have like a 250 or a true, you know, trail bike to go up there because I'm thinking about mirrors and turn signals and what am i going to tape on here to make it back into town it's just <laughs> crazy it's like no there's no way well you know if you had duct tape some milk crates all around you would have had some <sighs> armor there i was thinking about the styrofoam coolers uh, <laughs> <laughs> andrew does that yeah i've never done styrofoam back. but I, I like the idea actually i was thinking about putting one on, on the trunk rack of the ural you know just Put a couple of boards underneath it and then bolt through, bolts through the bottom of the styrofoam cooler and then a duct tape hinge. That's it. Very well. You know, if you maybe if you put like a, a a a thin metal plate or even a quarter inch hardboard at the bottom and and bolt through that, um, it'll give you some more strength from the styrofoam. You you wouldn't rip that thing off at all. Um, I suppose, it- yeah. We're, why doesn't somebody put a keg in a sidecar of a U-roll with a tap and everything and a bunch of bags of ice? Wouldn't that be enough ballast? <laughs> yes, that, yes. It, you, you might have heard our, our original idea of uh, our friend Bud Miller <laughs> stuffing the suit with beer. See, I'm always careful about putting it actually in the sidecar because that's where you got to put the girl. So, you know, you have to leave, you have to leave a seat for her. See, See, that's, that's why I'm doing the sidecar on the thrux today, Andrew. 
I want to be able to pick up a girl. If you have enough beer, the girls are going to come. I mean, give me a break. It's not going to happen on the versus. I've accepted that. <laughs> if I have a cool-looking sidecar on the cool-looking Thruxton, someone will want to ride on it, in it, there. Well, that's not what I heard the last podcast. I heard all those women in there really coming on to you pretty hard, wanting to ride on your verses. I sent them all checks. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could put like a gas-powered margarita blender on the back. <laughs> I'll have electrical accessory plugs. I can put an electric one in there and get a 12-volt blender from the truck stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm liking this idea. I, I'm going to have a full wet <laughs> bar in my sidecar. Just a lot of Red Bull, uh, Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to be picking up the college girls. Hmm. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's possibilities. You could park outside of Planned Parenthood. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, at least you know when they're there to get something fixed or, you know, take care of something. You know what I mean? Oh, so. my God. <laughs> I am I am so not going there. I am, ladies, ladies, that's him. I am filled with nothing but respect. That is respect. Come on. Shut up. <laughs> okay, let's see. I I've got another call coming in. One of you want to volunteer to drop out? I'll but I'll drop I out. I can drop out. Take I've care. been out longer. I guess Chris is gonna drop out. Oh, okay. okay. Bye, care. Chris. Thanks, Bye. Chris. Thanks for calling. No problem. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, let's see. Next up, we've got Joanne DeGearchick. See, she, she would have been a good one to come in for the uh, uh, the, the Planned Parenthood call. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, so you had the Planned Parenthood. We've got a 17-year-old on a 650 Ninja. Hi, Joanne. What's going on, nerds? Uh, it's just me and Andrew Payne of the Little Wee Bike. Oh. Sophie has wandered out. Hi, Joanne. I've bored her enough. Evening. Oh, I'm surprised she lasted this long. Good on you, Sophie. Good on you, girl. Well, we were we were talking about <laughs> our, our the last caller um, has a 17 year old boy riding a Ninja 650. Oh, oh, <laughs> dangerous. But but he's a responsible young adult who maybe grew up dirt biking. No. no. He's been on bikes a while. Yeah. yeah. He crashed his car. So he needs the bike. Oh, well, that makes total sense then. Okay, then. I'm just, wow. I'm writing the email to Child Protective Services even as we speak. Oh, that's tough. Were they looking for advice? Sorry, Chris. Uh, no, he was calling to say hi. <laughs> but you have things to talk about. Yes. <laughs> well, I was wrestling with my helmet, both of my helmets and my two comm systems. You're and, so, uh, you say? Wrestling, yeah. I'm like trying what, to put them back together. Wearing? <laughs> Full two piece leathers as always. Ooh, um, yeah, I like that. That's, that's actually hot. actually right now textile Gore Tex and Cordura because that that that's what keeps you warm in the winter. Let me tell you, keeps warm. Yeah, that's okay. that's hot. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, one of the headsets. Is Let me get one. my credit card. Hold on. <laughs> oh no, actually, get your helmet because uh, I have a helmet here. Perfect. Well, you know what would go well in your helmet is the Scholar Rider G nine. The G9. Okay, I've currently got a Cena, the SMH10 on on mine. I have a five. Okay. So one's Tell me on about the one. G9. Well, the G9 is their top of the line, has everything, all the bells and whistles, headset, intercom system. 
So it's a little bigger, but it, it has really cool stuff like FM radio. Um, you, it has automatic volume adjustment. So as soon as you get up on the freeway or freeway speeds, the volume for your music, if you like music, will automatically adjust and then go back down when you get off the freeway. Is it listening for wind noise? Is that how it's picking that up? It must. That's the only thing it must be. It must be using wind noise. And it works actually really well. Uh, The sound quality is the best. It's really, really nice, nice uh, little ear pods here. And um, yeah, you can talk to eight other G9 riders. You Mm -hmm. can automatically connect to nearby people who have G9s if you want to set that setting. But like, say three of your buddies use the G9, you can go online to their website, you log in, you can go find them at them, and then when you sync your headset, the next time you're near them, it'll automatically connect. So all the users are registered through the website as far yeah. as their units and stuff? Yeah, you. it's optional. You have to go on to Cardo Systems and then go to the Cardo community. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, it's something you, it's optional. You don't have to if you don't want to. But if you already have friends that use the set, there's a really easy way. It's not even that. It's actually the best way to program some of the settings, like adjusting the volume sensitivity for that automatic volume adjustment. And you mm-hmm. can also adjust the voice command sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice way just visually to be able to set some of the settings that you can't set on the headset. So it's it's oh, a social... Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's smart because that way you don't have to manually pair as soon as you come into proximity with one another, they'll connect. How does it sync to get the information? Is it over Wi-Fi or USB? Wi-Fi would be better, huh? But it's got a mini USB cable, Mm -hmm. micro USB. And uh, yeah, it just plugs right in. That's how you charge it to the, uh, recharge the battery too. Okay. So just like the Cena, it's all micro USB and wow, that's cool. It is. So waterproof. Does the other person have to know that you're you're sinking to their helmet? I mean, if yeah, so, yeah. someone was to stalk somebody, yes, uh, just saying, you know, hypothetically, <laughs> move your stalking request. So, <laughs> Chuck would like to stalk you, except you can deny him on the Cardo community. So you do have to like Facebook, and then you can say yes or no. Okay. So if you say no, then won't pair the next time you're around but it's uh it's it's a nice nice way to do that there are also two other methods though to pair so if you don't go that route you can manually sync them when you get together for whatever uh but it's a it's a nice little unit it it does have a lot of buttons and that was my main beef over the cena big buttons little buttons pretty small buttons okay um uh, i already posted my review actually on my website and you can see them, because the, the unit is like four inches wide or something, three inches. So each button is probably barely an inch, if that, maybe three quarters of an inch. So they're not glove friendly? I'd say the buttons are friendly if you're wearing a re- your regular year-round leather glove that's not lined and not insulated. If you do have an insulated glove, it might be harder, but there is a voice command option. So you mm-hmm. can put radio on, mobile on. So it does at least have the voice commands um, if you can't use, if you can't feel the buttons. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I was wearing my light winter. It's like a fall glove and it is lined a little bit. And I was able to figure the buttons out. 
There's actually, um, if you're looking at the picture of the unit, between the three buttons on the bottom, there's actually two little nubs, so you can actually feel where the buttons are separating. Does that make sense? So it doesn't feel like one big button on the bottom. Okay. Okay. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do, like, I, I still struggle with it a little bit because I do love, love, love the user interface on the Cena. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just intuitive. You don't need to feel anything. Everything, you know, that button is so big. But the Cardo features are just, they're really good. And the sound quality is really good. What um, what phone have you paired it with? Ah, uh, my iPhone 5. Can you talk to Siri? Yeah. And Siri uh, is clear on what you're saying? Because I've, I've heard some reports with the Cena especially that Siri can't really pick up what you're saying because so, of you know, helmet noise. I have a problem with um, Siri when I had my iPhone 4S. Mm-hmm. Basically, Siri completely stopped responding to my commands. And anything I would say, something else would happen. So I stopped using it, stopped using her. As soon as I got my iPhone 5, it actually cleared right up. Oh. It might be the OS update, too. So if you have an iPhone, make sure your OS is fully updated and see if that helps. Because Cena is probably you know, trying to make it compatible with the most current operating system for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. For the Cardo, I had no, I've had no problems. It responds pretty well. Um, in the beginning, I was still trying to figure out what commands it would respond to. Mm-hmm. Radio on and off, mobile on and off, and then intercom. Still trying to figure out what other commands the apply to, but Siri works pretty good. Sweet. Because I don't know eight people that will talk to me. <laughs> if you're that desperate, also is another feature. Wow. <laughs> she knows her target audience. <sighs> I'm actually glad that we're having this conversation because I've been shopping for a Bluetooth headset to replace my wired Autocom headset, mm-hmm. which is starting to actually disintegrate <laughs> and I can't find a replacement for. I really like my Ceno 10. I really like it. I like um, the the ten is more um, equal to the nine in terms of the ten is their top, right? Right. But I think the G nine does edge above the Cena because of the extra features. Um, I don't remember what the maximum intercom connection is with the ten. I want to say it was five people. G nine, it's nine. Um, so that's way more people. And it has these social, you know, networking connectivity features. It has more stuff. So it just depends on how much stuff you want. The 5 is great if you're a solo rider and you just want something for your phone, maybe a little radio, and that's it. And that's really, for me, I think it's fine. But if you're, you have friends that already have the unit. Okay, I'm blaming whoever's making that noise now. I'm not doing anything. Sounds like somebody's putting together a model of the Eiffel Tower. That who's that? That's you. Who is that? Not me. Sorry. Is that you? I don't them together. Um, but yeah, the five. Oh is... my God! There's a ghost on here. <laughs> Wait, why isn't Todd here this week? Baby duty. Okay, so you haven't killed him. He's not haunting your studio. No, right, no. Just making no. sure. He probably wishes he was dead with all the baby changing and stuff he's doing, but. No. <laughs> Someone's. Like a toy or a, I don't know. 
Not not one of you, huh? Mm-hmm. Lies. Lies told by liars. I don't even have a desk. <laughs> you don't even have a bike. <laughs> oh, well. Technically speaking, that isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to submit for the court's approval. <laughs> yeah, I... What's of, the uh, what's the retail for the G9? Uh, G9 is a little bit higher. I believe it's four. Well, let's see. Take that back. If you're gonna have um, both units, nine. Okay, Andrew, that was totally you. Who's not? That's Andrew. I could see his window flashing. <laughs> you, sir. Sorry, I'll have the girls stop bouncing on the table. <laughs> Culprits have been at those bed springs. Mm. What are you doing? This is a family. Nothing family. anymore. This this is family friendly. There's a four year old somewhere in my house. I thought she wasn't there anymore. She's not in this room, but she's somewhere. Oh, there you go. Somewhere out there, playing yeah. Skylanders, most likely. Yo, co-host. Uh, four four ninety nine for two, two eighty nine for one. Oh, okay. And that's the G nine. That's the G nine. So it's a little bit more money. I think also, too, if you're an audiophile, like you're really, I don't know, just really into like high quality sound, like headsets and earphones, and you're really sensitive about, you know, surround sound on your TV, you'll probably be happier with the Cardo because the sound quality is better, at least with the G9. He rides a Ural. He doesn't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> I also don't have nine people, that I, nine friends to ride with, so I don't need that many. Well, not just nine friends. Like I said, I I don't think I finished my my statement earlier. If you do want, if you're desperate for friends and you would like to find some, you can actually turn on the optional automatic sync feature. So you can automatically connect with anyone in the, anyone who you're, I don't know, within a, I don't know, a few hundred feet of who have a G9, it'll automatically pair, even if you don't know them. Also known as desperate dating. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like it might be a little creepy. Do you get like a an option to say no on the pairing, or does it happen automatically? On the other side, right? Yeah. If, do, does it beep buzz you and say, you know, this creepy guy wants to talk to you? Oh, so. I think it automatically connects, but that's a feature you have to turn on. So uh, that's automatically. Is, is yours turned on? No. Damn it. My friend request set. So once you get one, you can find me on the Cardo community as Gear Chick, and I'll add you. You know, that's the thing. I wish there was a standard between the manufacturers so that you could have intercoms work between. Yeah, that defeats the purpose of them selling them to you. I mean, what good is it if they make it compatible with other manufacturers? (laughs) Still, I can dream. I dream of an open source world. Connect. Cardo G9s and other sets with Schuberth because they make the Schuberth comms. Mm. It's the only one that I know of that's cross compatible. Schuberths, they're like even more expensive. Sure. <laughs> oh, the Cardo G9 set is the most, probably the most expensive. It's $499, and at least the Schuberth is like $389 or $395 or something like that. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but that was four hundred something for two of the G nines. So you could actually have you have one person to talk to. Right. <laughs> Putting it on the mannequin in your room doesn't count. I was actually just gonna leave it like next to my computer and have my computer I don't know, like a little voice and thing. Just does that work? 
You were going to leave Skype on and just talk to the people through Skype? Sure. (laughs) Beware. Mr. Payne, you're you're late again on your credit card payments. Oh, I'm so happy you called. (laughs) You could go into the Carter community and just find random people and add them. And then, boom, you could build your friend list, your buddy list. I thought that's what people did for Facebook. Right. Okay. Do it on Cardo too. Right. Is it linked to Facebook? I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Like, I'm logged into. I have a couple screenshots in my review where you can see what the little dashboard looks like. At GearChick.com. Yes. And you can set your radio presets. Nice, nice. Does it have scan? Yeah, it actually does. Okay. I would like – it would be kind of cool to have FM radio. Like, That would be cool. Yeah. I mean I haven't tried it yet actually. I just set the presets up, but I normally don't listen to the radio when I ride. But yeah. try it out. I don't know how the antenna is going to be, but we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, Good little set. I don't know how much the Cena's are going for these days. Uh, a single set is like 199. Well, for the five, for the SMH five, it's like 180 ish, 190 ish, mm-hmm. and the solo is probably like 210. But for a pair of either one, you're looking at like 300, 350, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, looking somewhere had the 10 for 187 for a single. I saw that online earlier this weekend somewhere when I was browsing. Okay. I'm on close. I don't know why. Not close out, but they have them on sale right now. I saw them 25% off. Ooh, that usually means there's a new model on the way. There probably is one coming because it is 2013. I wouldn't be surprised. The G9 is the new model for Cardo. They have a G4 listed on the site, and I triple-checked this, but I'm almost positive that the G4 they have listed is going away. Okay. I don't remember if they're going to replace it with something, but I could have sworn my rep telling me G9 is the new fancy and the old one, the G4 is going somewhere. I can't, I don't know, but um, you're right. It is probably coming out with an update. Yeah. Cause uh, the same thing happened with the GoPro cameras when right, a few months before the three started showing up, everyone was doing closeouts on the two. And they did just come out with an SMH five with FM radio. Ah, that is kind of neat, and um, yeah, I mean, I still like it. I still think it's a great set. I I wish I could compare the ten though. I wish I could try the ten and see sound quality wise if it's better, if the noise, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I know. But with the five, if you like play music on one and then compare it with a Cardo, there's a noticeable audio difference. It's clearer and louder. Are you using helmet speakers or or earbuds or what? Come with pods, little flat speakers that you Velcro to the inside of your helmet. Okay, okay. So you have to always, always wear earplugs with your headset. If you're listening to music anyway or doing any high-speed uh, riding, freeway riding and music, you need to wear the earplugs to really get better sound. It, it, it's the opposite. If you don't wear earplugs, for one, you're going to go deaf, but also... It doesn't. You're all you're hearing is that high pitch wind noise. Right. Earplugs just drown out the wind noise. But so wear your earplugs, then your headset, bring the volume up, and it helps. Does the G9 have an option to to plug it in? Um, because I've got a set of of in ear phones, and I've got the uh, optional bracket for the Sina where you can plug in your own phones. Actually, it comes with. 
a wired cable. Okay. If you're if you don't have an iPhone or a PDA that has Bluetooth uh, to connect, it does a little audio cable. Okay. Yeah. So you can that totally. Yeah, if you have like an older MP3 unit. So there is that wired option, but I'm not a fan of the wired option. I I, I like the in-ear um, phones that I, I got um, better than doing helmet in-helmet speakers. It can be better. I mean, like my husband has Enemotics, which are crazy good. There, you put yeah. it, and you're you. It's just silent. It's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. I, it was too quiet. But sure, if you prefer, you know, your higher end um, headphones, but. G9 speakers are pretty good. Cool. What do you think, Andrew? Which way are you leaning? I'm probably still leaning towards the Cena 10 ones, but I'm waiting. The Chicago bike show is in a couple of weeks here. I was going to go and actually yeah. look at the units oh, and yeah. pick them up and fiddle with them and kind of go from there. I need to replace my helmet also. So That's where I did my uh, my custom earbuds was at the, the bike show. Yeah. They shoot the goop in your ear. Ten. Look at the five also because the five is less expensive and it the ten just has more features. So if you don't need yeah. those, save a few bucks, and the five is smaller and that's why I like it. I liked it because it's about three quarters of the size of the ten. So How's it compare in size to the G nine? Well, the G, let's see. Actually, I have it right here. I mean, it's the the SMH five is um, it's a good two thirds of the size of the of the Cardo. Because um, the like USB thing sticks out a little bit, so yeah, the five is definitely smaller. It's a smaller profile set, mm. like more minimally featured, smaller. Um, actually, the one thing about the five is on the back. So when you go to stick the five on the helmet, you're sliding it on to the mount. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. plastic in the back, and it just slides on the mount. On the ten, if you look at the back. There's a whole series of little tiny pins, gold pins, and that mounts onto the bracket on the helmet. And sometimes those pins, if you're too rough with them, you can damage the pins. I, I don't know if they're going to change the design a little bit maybe for the new vert in 2013. But uh, people have broken a couple of those pins and then they have to replace the whole unit. The hell you say. That could never, ever happen to anybody. Ever. Never. Uh, uh-huh. What do the pins do? It, that's the connection between the, the your your microphone oh, the, and your ears. Uh, I see. So yeah. The, the other downside to the five and ten is they're not waterproof. They're water resistant, but they're not stated as fully waterproof. So if that's important to you. And the Cardo ones are waterproof. Yes, because the only part that's susceptible to water is where the USB cable plugs in. So if you're looking at a picture of the G9, the little blue Cardo spiff that's actually a little rubber piece that up for you to plug the usb cable in as long as it's closed it's waterproof neato plus and for me that's a plus because i ride in the rain i haven't i didn't i didn't ride in the rain with a cena because i didn't want to ruin it so hmm. that's... i've ridden in the rain with mine i haven't had i haven't had it short out or anything yet i hadn't heard of anybody having problems with their failing in the rain but i also guess i didn't really look into it that much because Sitting outside of a helmet, I just sort of assumed, I guess, it'd be somewhat weather-resistant. It's it's water-resistant. Yeah. It's just proof where Scarta really markets the g as long as you close the little door. And it's like this rubber, pretty firm. So it stays shut really well. And um, it's the durable little little thing. Yeah, Joanne actually, likes to ride her motorcycle underwater. You know, she's, she's on the West Coast. 
<laughs> Does it rain there? I remember it raining when I was there last. It's just sunny and warm. There were Skittle rainbows and rivers of chocolate. and All the time, but dang it, this is the coldest winter we've had in a really long time. For us, 40s is cold, and that's that's freaking chilly. Well, I'm here in the middle of the Midwest, and we don't even have snow. This morning when I rolled out of bed, it was one. Ugh. <laughs> there was ice inside my car along with outside the car. Today, boys, my um, helmet house rep... They're the showy distributor for the U.S. He came in and he blessed me with um, a loner. He blessed me with a mobile warming vest. Oh, neat. So it was so warm. It was so nice to be. Warm. I've got an inch of a layer, an inch thick layer of ice on my driveway into the street. There's no way I can get a bike down. That's why I need a sidecar. No, that's just a place you visit. That's not a place you're supposed to live. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's what my wife says about San Diego now. Well, I'm going to leave you two to continue on with whatever it is you were doing before I joined. I have to run. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. And thanks for the cool review. That was neat. We'll stick the link to your blog in the show notes. Joanne did gear chick once again, patiently suffering. Well, <laughs> me in this case. Yeah, you. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. I totally took notes. And I have your website up on another window, which I'll read later when I'm not trying to also be interactive with the Skype. Yeah. Nope. Interactive with like whoever you've got tied to the bed frame out there. I went into a different room. You can't even hear. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. See? Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Other than the Pennsylvania trip, are you doing anything else cool this year? Or is that going to be it? You do one trip and you're done? Or? No, this year will be very different for me. Than, so I'm going to have more free time. And I think that means I'm going to be doing more trips. The ones I know for sure, pretty sure, assuming I, I do go ahead with this, the sidecar trip or the sidecar purchase is to get go get the sidecar. I'm thinking I'm going to do Durango, Colorado because I love the Silverton Loop. And I would like to do a one to two week Chuck goes in search of himself trip. Check under the couch because I always lose stuff under the couch. <laughs> I, would look, I would look there first. But that's not as much fun. Well, I guess it really depends on how much stuff he's lost under your couch. I Most of the stuff under my couch belongs to my daughter. <laughs> I haven't taken the Versus out on a good trip yet, so I, I want to do something with it. I'm not sure what. Uh, I've got a friend who's proposed us going to Sturgis. During the rally? Yeah. Brave man. Uh, and, you know, I'd be going as Chuck the Wheel Nerd in the big blue suit, so. <laughs> Brave man. <laughs> um, I, I want to go to Overland Expo this year. I'm planning on being there. Oh, okay. So, oh, cool. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, hook up or something. Yeah. Bump into each other. I don't know. In a, don't... In a total, like, platonic motorcycle sort of hookup. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because Nicole Espinoza, Paul Smith, the folks from Adventure Motorcycle, you know, everyone's everyone's going to be there. So I was Yeah, basically. And, yeah. You know. Fan- all the cool people go there to hang out. All the people going, and I'm just going to go fanboy crazy. Yeah. I, 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 hey, Chuck. I did that a little bit my first night there when I went. <laughs> it was like, you know, you sort of, I ran into Austin Vince and Lois Price just in the middle oh. of the night standing around talking. Yeah. Just hanging out talking, and then. Ted Simon was there, so it's like, oh my god, Ted Simon. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Arrow's gonna be there. Uh, yeah, she was. He did. He's doing cooking things every day. I talked to him on Twitter about it. Oh god, I just want to be. Yeah, there's so many people I want to meet in person there. Um, 
Carla King is probably going to be there. Um, Jay Brandon's going to be there, I imagine. It was just everybody oh, yeah. going to be there. I got to thank uh, Jay Brandon for the tickets to IMS. Yeah? So I think you had a good time? Oh, man, I had so much fun at that. Did yeah. you sit on every motorcycle there? No, I didn't sit on any Harley Davidsons. So and apart I- from that, did you sit on the Indians? Uh, I sat on one Indian. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't get it. The cruiser thing? The, or uh, just yeah, the cruiser thing anymore. I just I don't I don't get it, and I don't see other than the the name. I I didn't get a, what made the Indian that much more special than a Victory or a Harley. They look a little bit more retro in design. I'll give them that, but I you know that's it really. I just I did I didn't get it. I mean, you, you, if I was gonna go back to cruisers. And if I was not going to do a metric, I'd probably do a victory. I probably would never do a cruiser, but I will admit that victories are probably – they're nice bikes. I mean, but I'm you know, I'm in Milwaukee. It's the home of Harley-Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a good. grudge against Harley ever, ever since Buell. <laughs> some, some bitterness there? Well, it wouldn't have made the bike better if they had kept making them. You know that, right? <sighs> you know, I – they were they were starting to do some really interesting things at the end. True, I can't and, argue with that. Yeah, that that is true. And uh, you know now that he's totally untied from having to use their motors, it's that eleven ninety looks fantastic. And at the show, the the Buell rep was talking about what they're going to be coming up with next, and that's it. Sounds like a, a successor to the Ulysses is definitely in the cards for them. It's a market. That is continuing to grow, so it'd be silly not to try to tap into it because Ulysses was an insanely popular bike. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I know people people will still buy them even though they know they can't get parts. It's really been interesting for me with the Ulysses. Is I remember when the Ulysses was still in production, people were kind of poo pooing a lot of the design choices they did with the Ulysses, like the seventeen inch wheels, the uh, under under bike muffler but yeah. you see them other manufacturers doing it with the 17 inch wheels the you know the versus has got the under slung muffler um who, who uh, i think i think the versus has got a couple more inches of ground clearance though it, it i i think it does but it doesn't have the muffler isn't as tough as the ulysses one you could jack up the bike on the muffler Oh really? Yeah, and that thing was uh, it was a pretty solid rock. It wasn't a muffler. It was a hunk of steel. It was structural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you could I I did jack the bike up on that, and with the versus, I don't think I could do that. I know someone who has a versus. Maybe he'll let me borrow it. No, I'll try it. You'll try jacking it up, and then be like, I don't know what happened, dude. It was like that. <laughs> Serious. It was. There was a rock. It was a big rock. It was a big rocket, yeah. but yeah, the muffler on the on the Buell was pretty was pretty substantial. Well, listen, there's something uh, some other bike manufacturers have been doing the 17 inch wheels. I don't think it was just a Versus. Yeah, that's the more road orientated adventure right. dual sport bikes. And that's what the Ulysses was. It was a yeah. it was a street bike that you know had aspirations of stranding its rider on a single track trail somewhere out on the side of a mountain. You may be amazed to know you are not the only Buell rider I know who can tell that story. <laughs> Did they destroy the clutch? Actually, this particular rider was very good at blowing out rear wheel bearings. Oh, okay. Over and over again. He's moved on now to uh, FJR, actually. I, I burned out the clutch trying to go up a rock trail. Well, that could happen to anyone. <laughs> Rides their clutch a little too much. 
Thanks for trying to make me feel better, Andrew. Did it work? No. <laughs> Uh, you know what? That was the first time I'd done that. Ridden your clutch up the oh. rocky hill? Okay. First time I'd gone up a rocky hill on a bike. Oh. And no one said stay off the clutch? There was no one with me. Oh, that's a long walk home. Uh, I, I, I called Todd and he drove out and helped me push the bike back to the road so that my friend could drive out the next day and tow it. Lots of awkward silences or just people laughing. There was a lot of, there was a lot of laughing. There was a lot of cursing. Um, we figured out that when Todd and I push a bike together, he should probably be the one in front steering because he's less likely to just grab the brake, (laughs) (laughs) which turns out you probably shouldn't have on while you're trying to push it up a hill yeah i could see how that would make things a little more difficult it's awkward only if the person pushing notices before you can let go yes he did okay then yeah that would be an awkward moment and the other and the other side of it is i think i'm just better pushing than he is i'm pretty sure i'm better at pushing than he is okay he's brains i'm brawn not a lot of brawn i'll be honest but you know is it like relative to the amount of brains or no okay Nobody likes you. <laughs> I've seen Moto Chat. They talk about you all the time when you're not there. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, no, so you're going to go to the, the Chicago show? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Chicago show. What um, do you February want to I am, well, I need to replace my helmet because I crashed on it and it's just been on my to-do list to buy a new one. Okay. So I'm going to go helmet shopping and I wanted to get a wireless intercom system. And I've always been nervous about using a wireless system because of keeping it charged yep. on a long trip. But I I've gotten a lot my, less worried about that. Actually I always have mine features. plugged in. While you're on the bike? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to defeat the wirelessness? Um, no, it's, it's, I, I, I've got it plugged into my uh, accessory socket on the side of the seat, and the phone is mounted in its, uh, you know, in its cradle. So... I don't feel like it's defeating it. Okay. And I don't necessarily keep it plugged in full time. I'll plug it in, you know, after about half a day of riding or so just to keep the charge up. Yeah, I don't feel too like too tethered. It's kind of like plugging in your your heated liner. It's, it's sort of what it feels like. Don't really notice. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, you just don't notice it because it's not like it's flapping in front of you or anything like that. Wired intercom systems appear to have mostly gone away. So if I'm going to have some kind of integrated head music thing i need to switch to one of those and most of the time now i just have ear buds that i put on underneath my helmet and plug into my phone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i'm thinking about using my phone um i have a a much bigger screen now actually i have a galaxy s2 which is like twice the size of my old s see this is amazing because every time i picture andrew payne i'm picturing a guy on a broken down 250 with a, a, a cell phone from the 90s Maybe a pager, banging <laughs> rocks and and cursing about you know fuel injection being available to people. All right. To be honest, I, I'm not I, against fuel injection. Um, I have no problem with technology at all. I had a computer with me on my trip. So I'm going to try using my phone as a GPS unit to replace a dedicated GPS. Mm-hmm. I have a off. I've downloaded a couple of GPS programs with offline mapping, mm-hmm. so I don't need to worry about data. But I've been like Canada or Mexico or places where data is stupid expensive. Right, right. So, you know, I have no problem with that. I like 
I'll admit fuel injection is awesome. It's been around. It's no longer. It doesn't count as new technology anymore. It's what, 20 years old fuel injection. Sure. What What do you think of the, the tube versus tubeless? Are you um, Are you willing to trust the tubeless? I traveled around for year for years and years on an XS 1100, which is cast rims, tubeless tires. I probably have almost 200,000 miles on XS 1100s. So if you're going to South America again, what, I would take 250. With uh, and I take the 250 not because I'm against the 1100. I still have it. It's a fun bike. When I went to Canada, I rode it just a few months ago. Um, the, but the 250s lighter, better all-terrain vehicle. Well, okay, but I mean, bike aside, what what tires do you want on the bike? Oh, um, you know, if I had a small bike that had spoked tubeless rims, I would be totally okay with that. But I would pack tubes just in case just in case obviously i have tubeless tires on my 250 because they're both you know 1970s technology spoked rims right right and i'm totally okay with that i had three flats on my trip so you know it's three tire changes on the sides of roads how long does it take take you on a tube tire i don't know i never actually timed it i only had to do one completely on my own the other times people would just show up and help. Oh, okay. And I wasn't exactly rushing. I didn't have anywhere to be. Right, right. You've done Canada, most of South America. Have you made it all the way to Alaska? Yeah, I've been up to Alaska. Okay. It was nice. What? Although I, I still haven't seen a bull moose. Which direction would you want to go in? Right now? Yeah. I still want, I want to, I'm sort of planning a two-month trip to Argentina. I'd like to go this upcoming winter if I feel like I have enough money in my savings account to take off for two months. And ship the bike to Buenos Aires and just spend two months riding around in Argentina and then come home. Um, I just maybe go to Brazil, maybe go to Brazil, but just Argentina. I don't know if I could take time off of work like that. Have you thought about you? You've had your heard of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, yes, at some point. There's a there's another book, Zen and Now. Oh, yeah, the, the sequel after uh, his son yeah, was different. Killed, Actually, this was a different, no, totally different guy. Oh, okay. Um, Going through the life changes thing, he decided he was going to retrace Robert Fulcom's route from Minneapolis to the coast. Oh, okay. He wrote a book about it. You could do the route in reverse. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to do maybe Route 66. I, I've always thought about maybe doing the easy route or the easy, easy route. Yeah. yeah, from the coast down to Louisiana and have a couple of rednecks shoot me. There was another, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the first person who did a trans-U.S. car trip. I remember distinctly it was in 1904, but I can't for the life of me remember the guy's name. But supposedly that route has been mapped out too. So oh, you could cool. Do that. And if you got the verses, you could do part of the um, Trans-America Adventure Trail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing the 19-inch wheel conversion just to make the Versus a little bit more off-road friendly. But uh, I have an 18-inch wheel on the 250, mm-hmm. and it was fine. Yeah, I you know of course I, that bike is a lot lighter. It's a lot lighter. I mean, I had a, the 17 on the Ulysses, and I felt pretty much okay. But uh, you know, uh, we had the show last week with Jeremy from AD alt rider and yeah. he and he's he said several times i heard him say it at the ims show when he did his presentation when you know you go from a 17 to a 19 and back it's a it's a pretty stark difference between the two the the xs11 has a 19 inch front and i will admit that going over bigger obstacles i mean i don't want to put my foot down or anything on that bike because i can't hold it up it weighs you know 900 pounds fully loaded Mm-hmm. So if I got to put a foot down to hold it up, it means I'm putting a foot down to walk away as it falls over. Right, right. And having the bigger wheel on that was nicer. But having the mast 
was nice too because like logs would just kind of break in half <laughs> i'd like to do one of the bdr trips bdr trips yeah the the backcountry discovery oh uh, yeah the tour tech trips yeah, yeah the tour tech trips they got the the um washington colorado utah do they let you do those if you're not on a gsa or is that only for gsa riders um, when they do the mapping riders, it's just them and, and, uh, Butler maps that do it, but you know, they put out the GPS tracks and the maps so you can follow the route. Okay. And, um, from the way Paul at Turtec was talking, you could do it, you know, you could take whatever bike you want, just some parts of the tr- trip and they'll mark it on the map. You know, this is more technical. This is more advanced, that kind of thing. Chuck, do not go down this road ever. I would say, just as a suggestion, if you're going off somewhere really technical and scary, you should have a friend or check in. Yeah. So yeah. they know where which ditch to go looking for. Like, <laughs> they don't show up a few days later. They'll just look for the 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 uh, circling vultures ahead and be like, "Oh yeah, that's where Chuck is." <laughs> I have I have this fantasy that when it's time for me to check out of this world. I will just get on a motorcycle and ride off into the desert. And that will be it. I wouldn't suggest a desert thirst, you know, thirsting to death yourself. Is that, that can't be the best way to go. Maybe a cliff. Well, I, I want <laughs> you know, I want to go out like, you know, Kung Fu style or something, you know, over, over the, over the sunset. And by the, I'm hoping by the time that comes around, I'll be really old, so I'll, I'll have a heart attack before really having to suffer through the thirst. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, I'll run out of gas, and I'll realize I'm in the middle of nowhere, and just be like, oh, God! As long as you have a plan. Yeah, yeah, you know. Maybe I'll make it about 20 steps away from the bike, so it looks like I at least tried. I'll take all my clothes off first, because that will really puzzle people. Leave them in a trail between you and the bike. Mm-hmm. Just like, just just like I was throwing them off as I went. Yeah, I, I think they'll be they'll be they'll write songs about that. <laughs> I'm just picturing the kinds of songs. I don't think those are going to make the top <laughs> charts of anything. Country western. Those guys will listen to anything. That is true. <laughs> that is uh, you got you may have me on that one. There's Wait, the, no. For that to work, you have to have a dog. But I suppose you have a sidecar. No, they, they. I. There's proof they will listen to anything. There's an Elvis album that came out in the late in the seventies that uh, has no Elvis songs on it because they didn't have the licensing for it. It's just chatter of him talking between songs at concerts, and it got to number nine on the country western charts. That's scary. They will listen to the songs of the mighty Chuck. <laughs> that is and... only slightly less scary. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I've got to wrap up. Okay. Uh, I, have to get... yeah, I need to go to Skype anyway. Yeah, you've got to go back to the whoever's tied up in the other room. I think she fell asleep. Have fun with that. Tell her Thanks. I said hi. Probably won't. You probably won't even come up in conversation. Sorry. Oh, damn it. <laughs> But thanks for uh, sticking out the show with me. Hey, no problem. I didn't really mean to, but I guess it worked out okay. Yeah, you're the stand-in fake Todd. Oh, I was way better than Todd. He's more like the fake me. Okay, that's, that's I'm keeping that for the show. 
All right, man. You take it easy. All right. You too. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye. Okay, and that's it. Sophie's gone. That's a lot of stuff. I've got one letter I wanted to talk about from Tim, who let us know that he finally bought his bike. And I was hoping to talk to either Chris or James or Todd about it. But since I didn't, we'll save this one for next week. Tim did finally buy a bike. And we'll talk all about that one next week. Thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully, maybe next week, either Todd will have time to come back or if not, I will wrangle a guest host. And what did I learn this week? I shouldn't do these shows by myself. That's just a bad idea. That's it for me. I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week.